Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, we take a look at the playoff picture. Be tuned. Season 3, episode 50 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, it's absolutely crazy. We're already on episode 50 in season 3. Uh, we've had over 80 episodes on season 1 and season 2. It's just, it's really flying by, I gotta say so. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, we it just it feels like just yesterday we started doing this, but here we are, um, you know, getting closer to the end of our third season possibly looking at a third Stanley cup. Uh, it, it's really, it really is just going like really fast. Yeah. And you're getting a lot older. I feel bad for you, but me, I'm staying just a fountain of youth oh, okay. over here. Uh, just wondering how you doing on this Wednesday afternoon? Could be better. Could be worse. Still, uh, recording separately as I am recovering. Um, I, I, I really just hate the setup here and, um, in my little game room, I guess I'll, I'll call it just on my desk using this microphone, on my computer, using these horrible headphones. I, I definitely hate this setup quite a bit, but it's looking like that next week should be able to kind of get things back on track and get back to normal. So that'll be good. You know, I'm shocked that being in a very weird setup with not your normal equipment isn't as nice as being in the studio. That honestly shocks me. I, I would not have thought that. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not a very popular opinion to feel the way that I feel. I, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I know you asked, so I t- I'll tell you. Uh, doing pretty good on this Wednesday. Had the last two days off because a kind of freak accident on Monday at work. Uh, I was just leaning over and moving some things around. My back just gave out. It was like the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. Um, I felt a pop and then a tingle in my spine and then it was very hard to walk. It was definitely the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Went to the chiropractor on Monday, also went there today. He said it just seems like my muscles tightened up. Doesn't seem like it was like a disc thing or a spinal cord thing. Just my muscles were like, nah, brah, I don't like you doing that. And yeah, it was really weird. But I'll be back to work tomorrow. I know my boss is excited about that. I'm not too excited, but it's got to do what you got to do, right? 
Yeah, at least you're not ending up on LTIR. You know, you could have been yeah, could have been out indefinitely for you know maybe maybe out for the season type thing. Maybe they could have activated you for playoffs, but you know at least you're gonna be able to get some you know more regular season games in. Yeah, and I gotta say it still hurts like a bitch. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sure we had the old chiropractic adjustment today, and uh, like when I woke up this morning, it felt pretty good, but loosening all that kind of stuff up at the actual doctor's office made it uh, kind of reawake. The monster is back and. It's feeling good, I'll tell you that. But on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we are going to be doing a game review, game preview. Got to be talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning versus Carolina Hurricanes that took place on Tuesday. Also going to be looking at two upcoming games after the commercial break. Going to be looking at some of the college signings. Also looking at the playoff picture. What do the standings look like? What teams have been eliminated? Because some teams have already been eliminated. We'll get you up to date on that. But before we do so... We want to take time to, um, I I guess, give our thoughts and prayers to the Melnick family because unexpectedly to me, Eugene Melnick passed away recently, only at the age of 62. Very surprising to me and uh, super unfortunate for the Melnick family, the whole Ottawa Senators organization. We just wanted to give our thoughts and prayers to them. Yeah, it seems like it came a bit out of nowhere, but from what we understand now, he had been dealing with, with um, some you know medical issues for some time being, um, if I'm not mistaken, I did not see um, anywhere what what it was. I don't think it was disclosed, but he had been dealing with something, so he uh, you know finally lost that battle. So thoughts out to him, his family, uh, his loved ones, the Ottawa Senators organization, the NHL family. And this time, uh, you know, it just with it being so seemingly unexpected, you know, so many people were caught off guard. Uh, hopefully, things can. You know, start start to pick start to pick up, get back on track. Hopefully, people are you know learning learning to cope with, cope with this and are able to you know continue moving on. Absolutely, tough blow for the Melnick family and the Ottawa Senators organization. But he was remembered as a great man, and that's the best thing that uh, you know you can be remembered as just someone who is is a great family person, a great man overall. So, uh, rest in peace, Eugene Melnick, and. Thoughts and prayers out to his family and friends. Um, also, 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 he is in the Hall of Fame for horse racing. Apparently, in Canada, I, I found that out. Interesting. Uh, this part of this whole thing. So, yeah, guys, just, just, just an absolute legend. Doing it all. Very interesting. Yeah. Did not know that. All right, Chase. Let's go know. to some game reviews now. Uh, we got two games to cover. We didn't cover the Islanders game on Sunday because. We were recording before the game actually took place, but this one did end in a victory for your Tampa Bay Lightning, 4-1. to one. Uh, Not a shocker for those of you that watched it. Obviously, this game is a little bit older than usually what we do review, but um, a good game nonetheless where our team started to pick up what could be a win streak with two in a row here. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, biggest takeaway from this game is Andre Vasilevsky picked up an assist his first of the year. Um, you know, once that happens, you know, your team's winning the hockey game. So yeah. it, it definitely was a good team win and it was, you know, pretty expected going in and watching the game. The outcome was not surprising. Yeah. And then moving on to the Carolina hurricanes game on Tuesday, this is where we officially did pick up a win streak with three in a row. Uh, this one did take overtime, but it did result in another Tampa victory. Yes, sir. Four to three win game where we heavily outshot the Carolina hurricanes 32 to 19. Uh, it, you know, th- th- this win was large part in thanks to a very good, uh, power play effort by our team, three out of four, 75%, uh, you know, did well on special teams while killing off our only two penalties as well. 
it was it was just just a good hockey game. You know, Stamkos decides to call call the game off. Said, you know, we're we, we're we're done playing around. Let's just end this. Barry's it in overtime for his thirtieth of the year. Man, he he really is heaven. Quite quite a great year. I'm so happy he's been able to rebound and continue to play well, and you can kind of extend his prime. But we're looking good again. We're starting you know starting to look like we're getting that juice back that we were kind of lacking for a little bit of the season. You know, we we saw this last couple of years. We saw you know these stretches where things weren't really going well. It's kind of what we saw here in the month of March, but now we're starting to roll again. Hopefully, going into April, we can get the momentum going, keep guys healthy, and get uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Get, I guess, prepared for playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And we talked about it on last episode that special teams are incredibly important as we're moving into the playoffs. And the penalty kill has been great. And we continue that here against the Carolina Hurricanes, going two for two on the penalty kill. However, our power play has been shaky at times, but going up up against the number one penalty killing team in the Carolina Hurricanes, we go 75% on the power play. That's really good signs to come. So hopefully we can continue this role here on special teams and hell, maybe even make it a five-game win streak because the next two games we've got the Chicago Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens. Two very winnable hockey games. You're looking at a Chicago team without Mark Andre Fleury in net, so that's right there going to be a big obstacle for them to overcome. It's just, you know, the only thing you got to worry about is Patty Kane. He is rolling right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Ten points his last five games. He is still playing like an absolute superstar. Um, he doesn't get enough love. He, you know, he was lo- looked at as one of the greatest players in the league, one of the best American players of all time for quite some time. But over the last couple of years, as Chicago's kind of fallen out of contention, he's not really gotten that love, but Patrick Kane hasn't really declined as a player. He's continued to play the same way and be equally as impactful the whole time, despite his team being terrible. So Patrick Kane, you know, he very well could come out of nowhere and not come out of nowhere, I guess, but he could really step up and have a big game and disrupt us. But I got a pretty good feeling coming into this that it really should not be too scary of a game. Yeah. And Patrick Kane, 79 points through 63 games right now. Very sneaky, great year out of him. Um, he hasn't been under a point per game since the 17-18 season. So even though he's been going under the radar because we've got a lot of younger stars coming in like McDavid, like Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews, even on the defensive side you got the likes of Kale McCarr, Patrick Kane has still been a very good player, um, and that's going to be the main guy to keep an eye on. But I agree 100%, Chase. They just don't have the defense and the goaltending to stop this Tampa team. No, not, not at all. All right, Montreal Canadiens, this is another team that has not done very well. And sneak peek, they're already out of contention for the playoffs because they've had such a poor season. This should be another game where we take the win and we go on that five-game win streak. Yeah, it's just they're, they're, you know, they're just not a very good hockey team. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. It's really no other way to say yeah, it. That's fair. Um, yeah, we're, we're 2-0 and on the season series. I expect that to be 3-0 and without much of an issue. Brian Elliott will start. I can guarantee that. I really don't have much to say. I, I don't. They really shouldn't be that close of a game. I know the other two were only one goal games, and that real could happen again, where they you know maybe downplay a little bit. But it, in reality, it's just two teams where Toronto or not Toronto uh, Montreal just cannot even come close to matching up to us in anything away. Yeah, I, I really don't feel it's going to be as close as the last couple of games that it's been. And it's been a while. You know, we played them in December when it came to both games. One was early December, one was late December. 
different teams now. I mean, Montreal started somewhat decently. They had a, a nice little stretch, but, you know, they've been terrible recently. And then you've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, although have not been up to their prime recently, they are starting to hit that form with three in a row here. Could be four before we even get to this game. So I think it's going to be a, a pretty big win, maybe like a six to two margin. I'm good with that. All righty. Well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of that, though, we are going to be taking a peek at the playoff picture as well as some other things around the league. We'll be right back. The NHL season has been packed with 30 dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook for any of your sports betting needs. Um, Chase, I was scrolling Twitter and just found this story that I think I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on. So apparently uh, Alexi Lafreniere is not allowed to speak French in any interviews. Um, And that was put in place by general manager Drury. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's, that's weird. I, I, that, that's that's strange. Like if he's being asked a question in French, he should definitely be able to respond in French if that's what the problem is. Um, I don't know if, if that's what it is or exactly. I don't know. I've never heard this before. Never seen this before. This is very weird. But I, you know, if you're being asked a question in English, then yeah, like respond in English. Like you know the English language. So you know at that point that's fair. But like if if this is just saying you know you're not allowed to speak French, I, I don't I don't see how that's like allowed by a by a by a team. But you know I can see that if they're saying like. Look, if a reporter asks you a question in English, you got to respond in English because, like, that, that's fair. Like, it, you know, it's not their job to translate it. Yeah. I don't know. This is weird. So I saw it. Nicholas Cloutier, um, he posted the article from hockeyfeed.com. Um, and it says here, if the actual story wants to pop up because of all the ads, it says, when meeting with Jean Francois Chaumont of Journal de Montreal, uh, Lafreniere, or I guess uh, Jean-Francois was shocked to find out that Lafreniere was not allowed to speak French in the interview. And then it goes on to talk about it. So I think that's really interesting. If players aren't allowed to uh, speak, you know, a a different language just because the GM says so. I mean, I don't know. That seems a little tyrannical, but... If, if you can sp- if you can speak the language, you're, whatever question you're being asked, like whatever like language you're being asked a question, and you sh- you should be able to respond in that language. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like I, yeah, I I don't 
if if you speak French or someone asks you a question in French and you respond in English, you know it's kind of kind of doing the person asks you the question dirty. Same thing if you ask a question in English and you respond and you respond in French. So like if that you know and in a world where that's the case, that's fine. But like I just you know I can't get behind saying you're just not allowed to speak French. That's weird. Yeah, I agree. And for anyone interested in that story, of course, that is hockeyfeed.com who posted it. Um, so you can read it a little bit more yourself. That was just a, a brief little look at it. Um, the title said he's not allowed because of GM Drury. And then I read the first two paragraphs. I didn't get to read the whole thing. So I might be doing it injustice there. But uh, if you are interested, make sure to look over to hockeyfeed.com to find that full story. Um, definitely an interesting one. Let's not talk about Taylor Hall. He gets fined for $5,000 for roughing uh, in their game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was not very happy with a hit that Ilya Labushkin laid on him, so he retaliated with a punch. Um, he was behind him. He didn't punch him in the back of the head, more caught him on the side of the face. Uh, what are your thoughts here? It, it just shows the inconsistency with the Department of Player Safety. Uh, you know, this similar exact type of play happened with Dylan Larkin game one of the year and he swung at Matthew Joseph as we all remember and got a one game suspension I believe it was for that maybe two I don't know but regardless I know he was suspended um this time around Taylor Hall does the same thing it's it's pretty much the exact same play it's it's a it's a soccer punch no one sees coming and ends up landing on the side of the head and gets a 5k fine so I, I just I don't understand why there's no standard w- with the Department of Player Safety. I don't know how one thing can be a suspension, one thing is not a suspension when they're both the same thing. If, if if something happens and they're almost identical plays, how do you not treat it the same way? You know, maybe if Taylor Hall was a repeat offender, you suspend him more or whatever, blah blah blah. You know, you know what I'm getting at. But I just I don't know how the hell you you can re- reasonably and rationally say, oh, these plays were completely different, so they deserve different. Uh, penalties because they just they were not different at all they were the exact same i agree you need to set in place a standard that just needs to be relied on for every single uh situation you know if it's the same exact situation the standard should be the same for the uh two plays and i mean obviously there's going to be some x factors with the previous history of the player and if they've been suspended before also i think that injury comes into play uh this one it didn't seem like he really caught Labushkin all that much. Um, and I'm just like, just let the guys play. Let them fight if they want to fight. I get from behind a little bit dirty, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like hockey overall might be getting a little bit too far away from its roots when it comes to, like, some of these instances. Like, if a guy goes out and he has, like, a concussion or whatever, like, kind of like what Sean Thornton did to Brooks Orpik a while back, couple of years ago when he just hopped off the bench, came in and just started wailing on him. That's a different story. But Taylor Hall didn't like the hit. He came back, tried to retaliate. I feel like that should be allowed. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I, I got to disagree because if you're playing in the NHL and you just someone hits you dirty, sure, that whatever, deal with it. That, that, that's what happens. Part of the game, you're getting paid millions of dollars to do this. Go hit him back in a clean way. Don't do anything else dirty. You don't need to get, you know, like, on top of somebody and like retaliate, just go, go respond in, in a better way. I don't know. That, that, that's just my opinion. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of anything, you know, doing anything that's like, it's other than fighting, um, which is like a penalty. Like if, if you go and fight someone, you know, fair and square, that's fine. But like if someone, you know, cheap shots you and they don't get a penalty. So you decide to go back and cheap shot them. I got, I'm, I'm not a fan of that play. Maybe we saw the video differently then because I didn't see Taylor Hall get on top of him. I saw him throw one punch to the side of his head and, 
Labushkin, like, obviously sold it a little bit, in my opinion. It didn't look like he caught him very hard at all. Taylor Hall then gave him a little shove in the back and then skated away. That's when Brennan Carlo came in and tried to, like, separate as well as he was, like, more over the top of Labushkin. It looked like he was kind of trying to protect him from what may occur. So, I don't Jumping I don't know. at the top wasn't, wasn't the word I wanted to use. It just okay. kind of, like, came out. But it's an, it's just not necessarily that play in general, just in, in, in general. Like, I... I, I'm still I, I'm disagreeing with, with you on this one because get, getting a punch to the side ahead when side of the head when you're not expecting it, like you, you're bound to fall. You're not just faking anything. You, your body is just going to automatically collapse like that. Your body is not going to be able to to just sit there and take it because it's not expecting that type of blow. So your, your body just is there. Its reaction is to fall. It so, seemed like a very delayed reaction to me. It did not seem yeah, like I, he got hit and then was like, oh, I'm falling because I wasn't expecting it. It seemed like he got hit. He was like, what was that? Oh, I can maybe draw a penalty. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree on this one. Yeah, well, you always disagree on this one. Um, all right, let's go over and talk about some college signings here, Chase. All righty. So, you know, we got quite a few. Just going to kind of kind of rattle off, rattle them off, um, you know, up to pretty much where we were left at. You know, I, I think last episode we talked about a couple, so I'm just going to kind of go over the ones that, that we have right now. Um, you know, we're starting with, uh, from Western Michigan, we see Ty Glover sign with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We see Ronnie Eddard sign with the Philadelphia Flyers. From St. Cloud State, we see Sam Hench. I still don't want to say this guy's name. Henches, um sign with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, from UMass Lowell, Andre Lee signs with the LA Kings. Also from St. Cloud State, David Renak, goaltender, signs with the LA Kings. Uh, Ryan Fancy from Minnesota Duluth, the stud goaltender who had been rolling through the playoffs and tournament. Uh, he signs with the Edmonton Oilers. Colin Swoyer of Michigan Tech signs with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, then, you know, moving on, we also got Clay Stevenson in that signing with the Washington Capitals. Brian Hellenin from Michigan Tech signing with the Devils. Noah Cates from Minnesota signing with the Flyers. Josh Lapina from UMass signing with the Ducks. Matt Kessel from UMass signing with the Blues. Um, Jordan Harris from, I believe we, we mentioned Jordan Harris, actually. Um, but anyway, Jordan Harris from Northeastern Sun, Montreal. And then the biggest one, Jake Sanderson from North Dakota, signing with Ottawa. So, you know, there's a lot of signings you want to hear. I know just kind of rattled off quite a few. Some guys that are going to make, you know, day one impacts. Jake Sanderson, Jordan Harris, those are guys that are going to play right away. Um, I believe Noah Cates already played his first initial game with the Flyers last night as a, as a bus recording. So we're seeing some guys, you know, you know get some action. Jake Sanderson's going to go on and have a... Very, very good NHL career. Um, you know, I could see outside of him, I I, I do like uh, Jordan Harris. I think he's got a real chance to have a solid NHL career. Same thing with Josh Lapina. He won't be playing any NHL games this year. We'll see him more next season with the Ducks. Uh, but he'll finish this year in the American League. I think he'd be a really good, you know, like third line type, a uh, little bit scoring, but great defensive type player. Um, outside of that, you know, I, I'm really hoping that Ryan Fancy can find some success. Um, I, I like him a lot as a goaltender at UMD. I, you know, unsigned, undrafted goaltenders out of college don't always have a ton of success, but it's not impossible. So hopefully he can go to Edmonton. Um, he'll play next season in the NHL, maybe, but he'll probably be in the American League at the same time. And then the last one really, I think, of like main significance is Ronnie Eddard. I believe he should be playing games for the Philadelphia Flyers up, upcoming here pretty soon this year. Uh, he's just, you know, a good rock solid defense and I think he's going to have a solid NHL career. Couple names to look out for you there. Um, we're also going to continue to update you guys on some college signings because there's a couple out there who had a lot of success in college that just 
aren't on teams like Gany Parates. Uh, he's going to be a guy we want to keep an eye on. So there's a couple of names that we'll keep an eye on, keep you guys updated with all of their situations. But uh, that is it for the college signings that we know of as of right now. Uh, also, let's give a quick shout out to the Ohio State women's hockey team. Uh, they won their national championship and then went on to drop the puck in Columbus's game on Tuesday. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Good for them. They ended up beating uh, Minnesota Duluth in the national championship. So that's that's pretty cool. That's, um, uh, you know, like college hockey, women's college hockey doesn't get a lot of notoriety. But really, the, the cool thing about women's college hockey is all the best players that play women's hockey, it's very rare that they don't come through the college ranks because, um, you know, really there, there's no junior system here in North America. Uh, you know, over in Europe, a lot of the best women's players are playing pro by 14, 15. So you get to see a really good collection of, of young hockey talent in the women's game in college. So the tournament deserves a little more recognition than it gets. Uh, and shout out to Ohio State for being able to come out with the win. And cool for those athletes to get the spotlight at the Columbus Blue Jackets game. Absolutely. And it was really cool because the whole team was there on ice when the puck was dropped. So really cool moment for them and awesome for Columbus to do that. All right, let's take a look at the standings now. Talk about some teams that have been eliminated from the playoff picture uh, if we go to the East first, the teams that are expected to make playoffs as of right now, you've got Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto, and then your wild cards are Boston and Washington at the moment. The teams that have been eliminated, Montreal, Ottawa, Philadelphia, and then New Jersey, they have not officially been eliminated yet, but if they lose one more game, they're out. And they've got 16 more to go. So unless they go on an unprecedented win streak, they are most likely out as well. So any surprises so far, Chase, from this? Maybe Philly being a little bit of a shocker that they're out so early. But outside of that, anything? Yeah, um, not really. Like, Montreal is terrible. Ottawa is terrible. Philadelphia has been terrible this year. And they sold Giroux and they're trying to, you know, really rebuild. So good on them for finally realizing that. The only other thing is, you know, I guess I'm kind of surprised that Buffalo and Detroit are still holding on in, in a little bit better standing. They're going to be eliminated here sooner rather than later. Like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I guess I, if you want to say I'm a little surprised, it's, you know, those teams still kind of holding on. I saw a stat that the Red Wings, the month of March, had like a 5-2-6 goals against or something. Yeesh. So, yeah, they're they're quickly unraveling. Um, the, this East playoff picture, it pretty much is the teams that are in playoffs after now this is who it's going to be just the order might change I, I i would be absolutely dumbfounded if one of these teams outside looking in right now could find a way in yeah the closest one being columbus and they're 15 points out from that second wild card so it's very unlikely that happens um maybe a little bit surprising that florida's the number one team in the atlantic i mean uh at least in consideration with what we expected coming into the season obviously we know during the season florida's been great all the way through Carolina has been really good too. So um, that's your East wild card and playoff picture. When, once we go over to the West, you've got sitting at the top of the mountain, you got the Colorado Avalanche with 100 points, 12 points ahead of the next best team in the whole Western Conference. They're doing great. Wait, was that a pun or was that unintentional? Was, was there a pun? You said sitting at the top of the mountain, Colorado Avalanche. Oh, look at me. I'm a beast. Um, You also have Minnesota uh, sitting there in the Central Division. They're 
almost locked to make playoffs. I mean, not not guaranteed, obviously. Yet we would have we would have mentioned that, but they're doing very well. Then you got Nashville, Calgary, Los Angeles, Edmonton. Your two wild cards currently: St. Louis and Dallas. Vegas is on the outside looking in. The only teams that have been officially eliminated here is Arizona, Seattle. They still technically can make it, but they're on the way outside. So. Uh, that's going to be a guaranteed no. And then Chicago is pretty close to being eliminated as well. The only team I can like really truly see getting in here is Vegas. And it's still going to be a tough hill to climb. I, th- I think Dallas and St. Louis are both playing better than them right now. And then when you look at you know Edmonton and L.A. who are kind of barely holding on to those spots in the Pacific, I still don't really think that any of those teams below them are going to do much to leapfrog them. So I, I really think we're going to kind of – you know what we're seeing here for these 16 playoff teams on both sides is kind of what we're going to get. I don't I don't think much can change. You know, if you want to say that there's a possibility that Vegas goes up, maybe when Peg goes up, sure, but it really seems quite unlikely. So, you know, be prepared for for these teams in the playoffs. You know, I did not see LA having this kind of season. You know, I thought Minnesota was going to have a pretty good season, but I think they're even exceeding slightly above my expectations. Uh, outside of that, really, it just it's kind of hats off to Colorado for being dominant and hats off to Calgary for finally seeming like they took that next step out of that, you know, purgatory they've been in for the last 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. There's four teams still uh, within four points of each other, that being Dallas, Vegas, Winnipeg, Vancouver. All of those teams could make the wild card, uh, but, you know, it's going to be a race to the finish line, and that's something that's actually exciting about the western side of hockey um, because you and I, we've talked about it. We like the Eastern Conference a lot better than the Western Conference. It seems like hockey's just a little bit more exciting. But as we start getting towards the playoffs, some of these games are going to start meaning less in the Eastern Conference, but meaning more in the Western Conference. So some games to look forward to, including uh, you know Dallas, Vegas, Winnipeg, Vancouver. You can even throw St. Louis and Edmonton in there as well. Yes, sir. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to be our look at the playoff picture. Uh, only, what did I say? Uh, only four teams officially eliminated, but two of them coming very soon here. S- could be six by the end of the night. Who knows? So that yeah, is... And, and in a week, it's going to be like 10 teams eliminated. Yeah, very likely. So uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. But we are going to Hockey Name of the Day now to end off the show. We've got Dennis Goodbog. Yes, sir. Dennis Goodbog. Uh, he is an 18-year-old defenseman from Sweden. He is a prospect eligible for the 2022 NHL entry draft, someone that has the chance of being drafted as well. Currently playing in the uh, Allsvenska, which is the second pro league in Sweden, three games for AIK. Uh, kind of played through their junior system this year, played through the U18 system, then the U20 has got some pro games as well. He's just a good, kind of solid defenseman, not someone that's really ever put up too many points, but someone, you know, he, if, if like what he's projecting to as, you know, maybe a, a pro hockey player, whether it's in the NHL, American League, Sweden, KHL, whatever the hell it's be, he'll he'll most likely just kind of be like a just reliable defenseman who can, you know, maybe be your fourth scoring defenseman, uh, which isn't terrible. You know, there's definitely a need for that. It'd be cool if we could see him develop into an NHLer, but I don't know what the likelihood of that is. So what's on the back of his jersey? Is it good bog or is it just bog? It's good bog. Uh, so his dad's name is... Michael Good, who he was a former pro player as well, I believe. So I'm assuming that his mother's last name was Bog. So um, both last names were taken, put together. Okay, there we go. Was Michael good at hockey? <laughs> see, uh, see, see, see what I did there. I, 
Yes, I, I do see okay. what you did there. Um, very punny. I like your I unintentional say. pun way better. Yeah, I'm very punny today. Yes, you, that, that you are. And he was okay, honestly. Okay. Well, let's get out of here now with an outro. Yeah, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon Sports over there, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. We're going to get to re- release new episodes for that next week. We had to take a little bit of a break with my health stuff. Uh, it's just too much to do with what we've already been doing. So we're going to get rolling again, uh, and it'll be some good stuff. So make sure you'll check us out over there. Uh, make sure the hockey podcast network.com and all the podcasts and network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, if you rate a five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We really appreciate it. We're going to be due to get to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.